Faking happiness at the office is like faking an orgasm. Now that I have your attention, I will make my first of many confessions. While planning this episode, I struggled quite a bit with the title. Is it too much? Will it turn executive women away? As executive women, we got to be where we are by cutting out the extra and speaking our minds. So to hell with it, I decided to keep the title. Using the work orgasm analogy allowed me the best way to explain what we as high performing women have done for years. Then one day we look up and wake up to the reality of our faking it due to failed health, corporate downsizing, being passed up for a promotion, or after we've ruined our relationships for the sake of succeeding at the office. This analogy puts the message in terms you will understand and can relate to whether you will ever admit to faking it or not. How many times have you faked happiness at the office? What is the status of your relationships? Does work get in the way of your love life? Does your family suffer because you are too stressed out to be present once you arrive home? Do you find yourself responding overly emotional to slights that happen at work and then wonder why you just can't seem to let it go? Do you blame your boss, coworkers, company for you not being happy? Do you even know what happiness would look like for you? Well, in this episode, I'm sharing with you five reasons why faking it at the office is just like faking an orgasm. Join me on today's podcast to learn five reasons why you should never fake it when it comes to your happiness at work or otherwise. Bottom line, no matter how much you try to fake it, you'll never be satisfied. And while you think you're hiding it, you're not. So listen in as I share how not facing the truth in one area of your life will spill into all others. Then when you decide that you will no longer fake it at anything, happiness is right around the corner. Have you grabbed your free download that provides you with 10 tips on how to date successfully as a professional woman? It's not just for single women, you know, it's also for women already in a relationship or married. So head on over to the show notes to get your copy and learn how to begin to open up your life and your calendar to make room for the love life you've always wanted. Hi there, and welcome to today's podcast. We've all heard people say, fake it till you make it before. And while it does work for some time, it eventually gets old. You will become bitter, resentful, and begin to see yourself as the victim of a situation that if you're honest, you've allowed yourself to stay a part of long after the expiration date has passed. And if you are like my clients, when you finally get a feel for what real happiness is, you kick yourself for not waking up sooner. I recognize you're busy, so I'll get right to it. Number one, you are not honoring your needs. You have been faking it for so long that you have trained yourself to put your needs last. You have no idea what you want and you question whether or not you deserve it. You have often lost sight of what truly makes you happy or you never gave yourself permission to figure it out in the first place. Number two, you've trained yourself to be comfortable. And I'm using air quotes here. If you're anything like I used to be, you put on that superwoman cape of honor and you spend your days looking for ways to bring a smile to the face of others, which means you will go to great lengths to keep the peace. 
often not speaking up for yourself. You have grown so accustomed to that's just how I am or he'll never change or things never work out for me that you dare not rock the boat. Number three, you've become a master at settling for less than you want, need, and deserve. You have trained yourself to be likable, so much so that you are willing to accept behaviors, comments, gender biases that you would not settle for if you knew what would make you happy. You would know what you wanted and how to use your voice to manifest it into your life. Number four, you've lost sight of what true happiness looks like for you. After years of putting others' needs before your own, stepping back into the shadows while others take your spotlight, you have no idea what happiness looks like or if it is even a possibility for you. Somehow, you've reserved yourself to accepting this subpar situation as this is all there is for you. So you feel that way. You feel like that this is all there is for you. And number five, one day you wake up and realize (laughs) that's just not working for you anymore. How do you know when you've hit this beautiful place? When you check out mentally and choose to watch the clock or the ceiling until it's over. When you find every excuse not to participate physically or mentally, no matter what bonuses present themselves. When you begin hearing yourself say things like, I've devoted the best years of my life to this job or relationship, and I just realized it's not working for me. I'm still not happy. And when you decide to just walk away, regardless of what's at stake, pack up your things, move to Bali, and start a refreshing coconut cocktail stand on the beach. Do you need to get to this place to turn things around? I want to share a story from my personal experience that should help drive this point home. Years ago, I took a much needed hiatus from corporate America. It was such a toxic and stressful environment that I experienced the following. I endured migraines that lasted for days and eventually landed me in the hospital. My energy was shorting out laptop screens. If you have ever been around me, then you know that when I get upset or frustrated, the electronics around me start to just go crazy. And this one particular day, I was so angry. I blew out the screen on my laptop. Thank goodness, you know, I was the person in charge of the office and I knew where to go get a loner laptop. But can you imagine just blowing out the screen of your laptop? It just goes dark in the middle of you doing your work. I'm sure you know how stressful that would be. I had been rushed to the emergency room straight from work, once again, for the migraine. This particular migraine that I was rushed to the emergency room for, I had for three days. It felt like my brain was trying to explode. Nothing that I would do, could do, would make the migraine go away. So my then boyfriend, now husband, had to drive about 40 minutes to come and pick me up from work to take me to the emergency room where they proceeded to give me a shot of some two medicines combined in my leg. Needless to say, it knocked me out and it was not something that I ever wanted to repeat again. Stress is serious and stress can kill you. And thank goodness there wasn't like a, an aneurysm or anything that was happening. It was just, it was just stress. I lost 15 pounds due to the stress from this job. And I wish my hormones still function this way. 
but they don't. So stress doesn't help me lose weight these days. I could, I could actually, uh, I could use that, that bonus, but it's long gone. And then because of all of this stress and because of my physical uh, decline, I started making mistake after mistake after mistake. That was not a very healthy environment for me. So as I sat at home nursing my heart, mind, and soul back to health, it occurred to me. As much as I would like to think that I was happy there, juggling all of the responsibilities, holding down that big title, managing across multiple locations, girl, please, I was miserable. The more they gave me, the more I took on. You barely heard the word diversity back then. And the level of disrespect, harassment, and racism was at an all-time high. I tried as best as I could to fake it. The more I tried, the more it showed. The more I smiled and attempted to overlook the abuse, the more I felt like I was dying inside. It got so bad that I wasn't sleeping. I could barely keep anything down, including water. And if I knew then what I know now about a hostile working environment, I would have chosen a different path. However, the only thing I could do was get out of there before I was headed to the hospital directly from work in a body bag. I took a job during the holiday at a clothing store just to get out of the house and to revamp my work wardrobe at the same time. Who doesn't like a discount, right? I've worked retail before and I truly enjoyed it. However, this time was different. The level of stress involved was nothing compared to what I had experienced at my previous employer. What my colleagues considered stressful was a challenge to me. Making sales quota by doing what I loved, shopping and coaching women was heaven to me. It wasn't stressful at all and I wasn't faking my happiness. I genuinely enjoyed working there and coaching customers in the dressing room. It didn't take long to be promoted or become the favorite salesperson in the store. Next thing you know, I was off to a different location in a leadership position. I worked at that clothing store until I took on my next corporate job, but that's another story for another podcast episode. Maybe I'll title that one, When You Show Up to Your Review with an Updated Resume. As an executive woman, giving ourselves permission to ask for what we want is so important. And since I like to practice what I preach, I'd like to ask you for a favor. If you could head on over to iTunes or wherever you're listening from and leave a review and a rating, I would really appreciate it. It helps so much. And if you know of another amazing woman that could benefit from these topics, please be sure to forward this podcast to her. Until next time.